Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Episode four. Here we go. Uh, we got Luke again. Say hi, Luke. What's up, guys? And the founder, the man who put this all together, is finally back, Cooper. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Um, not a lot to talk about this week. Within the past, I don't know, 30 minutes or so, the Cubs made a trade for a really bad reliever, uh, Rex Brothers. Um, price rumors are flying, and not a lot going on. Um... We can start with Brothers, I guess. Looking at his Fangraphs page, um, it's kind of scary. Yeah, you sound really yeah. enthusiastic about him. Yeah. It, ten innings, uh, last year he had ten innings in the majors and had a 449 FIP. Yeah, so. that's not not ideal. But, you know, that's just ten innings, whatever. Yeah. Although, that's interesting. Why do you only have 50 innings last year? I guess because he is a reliever. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like him. I, I'm curious what that says about um, Clayton Richard, if they're going to bring him back. That's probably the next thing to look for. Cause I, don't, I don't know if you want him and Wood and Brothers, or if Brothers is even going to make the team. So I guess we'll just uh, wait on that. But I don't know. He's He's interesting. He's, I guess... He was he was decent in course for how bad, you know, course makes pitchers look, but it's kind of been the MO of the front office to get these reclamation projects for the bullpen too. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a good idea. I mean that they remade Cahill and Cahill's about to get paid, he should send them you know, a thank you card. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like they gave up anything in spectacular for it. Yeah, who, yeah. who did they give up? Wander something. Wander Cabrera. That's, yes, him. All right. He's a 18-year-old bonus pool guy that I don't know anything about him, to be honest. Um, let's see. If he's getting traded for Rex Brothers, he's, he's probably not notable. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... You know, if you can add an arm like that who's had some success for a guy who is a long shot anyways, I'm okay with it, especially, you know, at, at this stage. But it sounds like a move the Cubs would have made, uh, you know, a few years ago from the other side, you know? He, yeah. He was training in the Dominican with the same trainer that trained Ole Jimenez from Ben Ben Badler a year and a half ago. So there's not very much info on who he is, which I guess you can say is, well, I, I, there's not really much to say. <laughs> yeah, all right. Lefty. Moving on. Um, price rumors hit. Let's let's move on to price. I guess the rumors have been flying around that he wants to. He there's mutual interest from Toronto, and that he f- heavily favors Toronto. Do you guys buy that? 
No. Well, I buy the the mutual interest. I'm sure they would love to have him. And Price, I mean, he enjoyed his time there, but I don't think there's any way that they would give that much money. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of um, just someone who says, uh, you know, I really want to go back to this place, and, and uh, you know, that's my number one destination, and then how often do they end up going there, and especially at a discount, which he, I think, I mean, the Jays' um, payroll wasn't wasn't top five last year or anything crazy like that, but, I mean, it's still it's starting to get bigger because you got some contracts that are um, heading into the later years. So I, I just think it's something floated out there and it's trying to get the price up a little bit. And you know, maybe, you know, maybe he does want to go to, to Toronto, but if someone's going to give him 20 more million dollars, then, you know, then Toronto's willing to go, then he, I just can't see him giving that up. Yeah. I'm, I, uh, I can definitely agree with everything you said there. Um, I've made it open that I love everything that David Price stands for and that if I would go to any extreme possible to get him to come to Chicago. So inherently I'm not I'm not allowed to accept accept those rumors as true. <laughs> Just not allowed to. No. I'm uh yeah, I, I, at first I was thinking, you know, don't sign Price, don't sign Granky, get Zimmerman and and get one I don't know, maybe back end guy and kind of patch it together. But I, I, I'm starting to to want price as well, and I think eventually we'll hear you know Cubs are strong on price and whatever because that yeah. just gets thrown out by every agent ever. Because of course the Cubs have so much money and so much flexibility and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of I kind of want them. I uh, I just kind of get. Um, excited is an understatement at the idea of Price, Lester, and Arietta for 162 games. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not fair. Especially in the playoffs. I know everyone will say David Price isn't that great in the playoffs or whatever. I I don't really buy that. It's too too small yeah. the sample yep. really for me, and it's just individual. I don't know. I guess each each pitching performance is different. And different things happen, so it's hard for me to say he's bad in the playoffs, but those three in a in a series is just uh, it's not going to be fair. I think that'll be really exciting, especially if the bats start progressing how we think they're going to, and Addison's numbers start picking up. And you know, I don't know who else they could add, but if they did add like a Zobrist or something, then or or those... beloved beloved David Murphy. <laughs> oh no, on that one. But <laughs> yeah, those three in the playoffs, it, that would just be unfair. That'd, that'd be really fun to watch. Um, it'd be interesting to see how fast it let's theoretically saying in the scenario that they do sign price. It'd be fascinating to see how fast the first article is written comparing the Mets and Cubs rotation. And the only reason I say the article itself, I don't think would be interesting because there's not a lot of argument to be had. It'd probably be, I think you'd probably lean Mets just because it's kind of five deep as opposed to three deep. But that's not the point. The point is that, I think my point anyways, is that if you have that article written, there's a lot of 
background to the to to it from kind of from just October. I don't know. Me being stupid. yeah, I mean they're they're built and they would be if they if they got another top line star. They're just they're built in so and you know very different ways. And I mean, I guess you could argue that Mets are sixty, but if they keep Wheeler, I don't I don't know what's going on with oh, Wheeler. Yeah. I don't even know when when he's going to be back, but. Um, and then I think they got Syndergaard for Toronto, but aren't the rest pretty much homegrown? So I don't know. Uh, but yeah, everyone wants to make that comparison. The Mets, you know, their strategy is to load up on bats and Cubs was, or to arms and Cubs was to load up on bats. Sorry. And I don't know. I think it's just, it worked out that way. I think maybe it was partially their strategy. Maybe they were, you know, it started out that way. I don't think they, I, I would be surprised if they sat down and they said, okay, Especially from the Mets' perspective, it was okay. We're not going to focus on any bats, and we're just going to go all out on pitching. So that's a very, very risky thing to do. Yep. Um, I have a topic here that we can talk about briefly. It's not the Cubs. John Heyman wrote a brief blurb on Pedro Alvarez being available or, or wanting a trade this winter. And in the second sentence, he says, the Pirates are said to be shopping Alvarez, Neil Walker, and as was reported by CBS, Mark Melanton. N- names one and two, I'm sure that's fine. You're going to shop them any day if you can get something for them. I don't see shopping Mark Melanton at all. He's in. He's going into his third year of arbitration. He'll be a free agent at the end of the year. You need, that bullpen isn't amazing aside from Melanton himself, and then Caminero has the gas, but there, I don't see logic behind that. What do you guys think? I mean, I did, I did see that report. I think a couple of weeks ago that they were shopping Melanson, and I was kind of confused. It's like he's one of the best closers in the NL last year, and you're just gonna—I mean, I guess maximize his value. You could, but I, mean, I don't know. It just didn't make much sense, especially for a team that's gonna want to compete in October. I mean, he seems like a pretty good guy to have at the end of the bullpen. Yeah, I, I remember um, he really struggled at the beginning of the year, and people were talking about how he might be done. I remember every fantasy league I had, I, I got trade offers. You know, people were just trying to get rid of him, and then he turned it around and and really finished strong. Maybe they they see something that they're not sure they're comfortable with this year. I mean, he finished strong, but. I'm not sure, but besides that, you know, you saw the return on Kimbrel. Um, yeah, it's true. Maybe they maybe they float him out, see if see if someone's willing to offer a big league piece that can help them now, because obviously they're ready now. So I don't know. Um, I don't think they end up moving him, but I think with those guys who who are rentals anyways, and especially reliever, if they can get something pretty good for him, I think it it would be you know willing to listen. I can play with that. Yep. Um, I asked for some questions for this week or topics. Um, I know where we're all going to go with this, but it's we can talk about it. Uh, John Lackey. Um, I, what, John Lackey being that would you or would you not sign him? Uh, stay away from him. He, there's way better third tier, I guess you could say second tier, starters that will probably go for the same price as him. And plus there's the, like, 
characteristics of who he is. He's a jackass. He's really not a good guy. Um, I heard something like he got a divorce with his wife while she was battling breast cancer or something. Just stay away. For me, anyway. And the, I mean, he's also 37, and you don't want to invest three years at 12 to $15 million a year. That, too. Yeah. Yeah, I've tried not to talk too much about Lackey because I know it's a sore subject for a lot of people. My only thing is, like, he's then he got a qualifying offer, right, and declined it, so he's going to want two years. And yep. he he's going to cost a draft pick. But the only thing I... The only thing about it is if if Theo thinks Lackey's not the jackass we all think he is, and because Theo would know better than us, and if he thinks it won't be a bad idea, then I'm okay with it because he's a pretty good pitcher. And if you're gonna if you're gonna buy another player with a qualifying offer, then you're not giving up a first rounder for John Lackey, and you're gonna give up a second rounder for John Lackey. So I I I. I don't have a strong opinion on it. I, there's other arms, like you said. I think Fran said that. So um, I don't know. I, I, I that one I defer to the funnel. But I that's what the same thing with Papelbon last year. I was like, if they if they like him enough, they trust him enough, then then fine, bring him in. If they think he's a real dick and don't want to risk it, then good. Because I it's hard for us to sit here and say like, you know, this guy's a dick, and we don't we don't really know. I mean, we have an idea, but. I try not to judge guys too harshly. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and apparently uh, Lackey and Lester are really close from their Boston days. They, they're they like yeah, best friends so, or something. And I'm sure Ross knows him. There's yeah, exactly. a lot of people yeah. who know him. So if they're like, you know, if they don't see it making sense, then I'm, I'm trusting them on that for sure. Man, I just realized the Cubs are like, the the Cubs are to the 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 Cubs are to the Florida Panthers as the Blackhawks are to the Red Sox. They just take everyone from the, from that one team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you got guys like you know Crowler too coming from the, from San Diego and Rizzo in San Diego and there's a lot of connections like that. It's interesting. Um, I got a quick question to ask you guys. Um, I know. Uh, I remember, I think, a week or two ago, uh, Jesse Rogers brought up the fact that um, the Cubs were trying to, or they were going to shop Miguel Montero, and then David Kaplan this past week reiterated that, but I don't know if that's the uh, the best idea. What do you guys think? I think it's a terrible idea. Unless you're going to go and sign... Uh, I don't even know who the catching free agent class is. I do know that next year's catching free agent class is insane. I was looking at it this morning. So if you're going to trade him, you trade him next year. And then sign him, or at least for me, it'd be easier to trade him next year and then sign an A.J. Ellis or a um, uh, Luke Roy. or Luke Roy is a free agent at the end of the year, I think. Um, I was looking at Kotz contracts earlier. Um in terms of this year, I can't see it. I, I just I don't see the risk of having David Ross and Kyle Schwarb as your uh, your two catchers for 162 games. Yeah, I, I didn't 
quite understand it either, but I just, I mean, it's kind of weird that it came up in two different places. Here's your catcher class for next year, which is way too far in advance. But you got Drew, Bu- Drew Butera, Jason Castro, Francisco Cervelli, A.J. Ellis, Ryan Hannigan, Nick Lund- Hundley, Jonathan Lucroy, Sal Perez, Wilson Ramos, David Ross is retiring, Chris Stewart, Kurt Suzuki, Josh Thole, and Matt Wieters. Those are good names. There's five or six names that are really good. Yeah. When is uh when is Montero free agent? I think three more years. Actually twenty seventeen. He's on I thought he only got two years left. Let's see. Okay, so he's two years left. Yeah, <laughs> it, he was he was above average last year. He's not he can't throw out runners and that's a big problem with um the Leicester area to give up a lot of stolen bases, but um the only way that would make sense is if you're moving the money because you really want to put it towards some something else that would help even more than Montero. But then you you buy like a, I, I can't even tell you who's left on the market. I was going to say Ionetta because I like I like Ionetta and I I don't know. There's really no one else left. So I yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense unless they trade for a catcher and I'm not sure who's even available through trade. I haven't heard any catchers. So sorry to rely on Schwarber, Ross, and and then Contreras later on and it sounds like dismantling something for no reason um and then yeah that, that market next year or whatever is that's pretty crazy i didn't realize how many were free agents so um yeah i agree with you guys um let's do let's talk uh rule five so they held the four four names we were expecting, but they didn't uh, roster Corey Black. I thought through the I was trying to think through the logic, and I couldn't really come up with it other than maybe he's he's too far behind in his development, and a, no team is going to draft him. But that's about it. I thought this is I thought that was a name that's must keep considering the pitching depth the or the somewhat lack of pitching depth the Cubs have. Yeah, I think you see all these guys that got designated for assignment right before the uh, deadline to protect guys, and there were so many leaders flying around in the Cubs' grab, too. Anyways, maybe that sort of made their, their decision for them, and they, you know, they figured that they can probably black if they can keep um, Acevedo, I think it was, and Leatherfish, so uh, maybe that's the, the trade they were going to make, you know. Yeah, yeah. and those and those guys have pitched in the majors before, and that well, Acevedo hasn't, but um, closer than Black was. Okay, so the other question. Yeah, no, I, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say I agree with you though, because it was surprising. I mean, I expected him to get um, protected and, and put on the forty man too, so. Um, yeah, no, I, I was going to say I agree. And um, maybe they, they don't have as high as hopes for him as, you know, some others do. And it'd be nice if he didn't get drafted. I, it sounds like he might, but there were some there were some interesting real five guys available, so I guess that's worth monitoring. I just voted for the shit account tourney uh, championship, and I'm the 69th RT of the tweet. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's special. It's a very nice RT. 
Um, I voted for George. Sorry, Tweet of God. I prefer my murderers over uh, my bad joke makers. Do you see the Jose Bautista Christmas sweater? Hmm? Do you see the Jose Bautista Christmas sweater? Yes. I was just about to bring that up. It's $50. It is. Oh, Oh my God. Do you see this, Cooper? No, what's that? It's it's a Jose Bautista ugly Christmas sweater, and it has him bat flipping. It says Merry Flipping Christmas. Oh, it's fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Uh, I might have to buy that. I don't really, <laughs> I don't buy things really, but I might have to buy that. That sounds pretty awesome. It says Joey to the world at, at the bottom too. See, that's what the Cubs need to do. They need to put something that like that on. You know, you need Jonathan Herrera wearing the bucket. And I'll, I'll, on a Christmas player, I'll buy it. <laughs> who, who was if, it was? But if you put if you put Chris Bryant on an ugly Christmas sweater, it's instantly not an ugly Christmas sweater. It's, it's a beautiful Christmas sweater. I will say that. That'd be like uh, a. That'd be like. It'd just be a regular sweater. That'd be like a moderate Christmas Christmas sweater because you have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go with that. Um. We were talking about it before we started recording. Um, this Bruce Levine tweet from, what, like 1230-ish? 1242. Cubs in negotiations with Pepsi for big ballpark deal that could include sign in left center field. The new sign is a planned ballpark add-on. I should point out that there is no period in that. To Bruce Levine tweet. Yeah, it's not, it's not space, period. Uh, no, it's not. it's not even double space. It's the first sentence ends in left center field. No period, capital T, new sentence. <laughs> yeah, he's king. That's, uh, I don't know, I, I'm a Coke man. I like uh, Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah, Coke all the way, for sure, no isn't, doubt about isn't, it. Isn't uh, the classic picture of, of Sosa, he's drinking Pepsi, right? Sorry, say that again? The classic picture of Sosa, you ever see the Sosa picture? He's oh, yeah, he's yeah. drinking a Pepsi. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he is. That, they should get a sign of him making a Pepsi out on left left field and bring him back and he's just throwing Pepsi to the crowd. That's how they should do it. I feel like they're gonna bring him back in a really amazing way. Not just they need to. I, I don't understand it all. I know well, he whatever, there's some harsh feelings, but this is total new ownership, total total new front office. Just bring the guy back. Well so I talked to him to go. I talked with someone I know that's in that works for the Cubs, and you can figure it out who pretty easily. Although I'll keep him anonymous for now. Um, and I said to him, "You should make um, you should make some Sosa jokes for one of the things they were doing." He's like, "Nope, it's off limits." And I said, "Any reason why?" He said, "Nope." So yeah, kind of, it's very weird. Yeah, they'll warm up to it. I hope. Well, I hope Weird. they did. I hope they did what the Hawks did and with uh, Hull and Makita. They had that Hull and Makita night where they brought him back after Bill died. And actually, that's kind of the that's kind of when my brother became a uh, Hawks fan because he got to see these living legends for the first time that people have been talking about forever, and they're finally back. 
Yeah, that's how a lot of Cubs fans became Cubs fans with Sosa. I mean, I I just moved, so I mean, I I just had to go through a bunch of stuff, and I found so much Sammy Sosa, home run chase newspapers and Wheaties boxes, all that stuff, and I was like, oh yeah, this guy like pretty much made me a Cubs fan, and I just don't see him anymore except for pictures of him wearing a yellow sweater. So <laughs> I just I want to I want the guy back. Agreed. I just completely sidetracking. I just scrolled down on the Batista Christmas sweater page, and there's six other sweaters. Uh, rocking a rod around the rocking a rod the Christmas tree. Ice Harper, Santana Claus is coming to town, Ho Ho Hosmer, Felix Navidad, and Mary Kipnis. <laughs> so if you want to drop, uh, what is it, 350 bucks on seven Christmas sweaters, have fun. Yeah, no thanks. Kipnis actually grew up around where Cooper and I are. Yep. Did, oh, he, yeah, go to, did he go to middle uh, middle school with you? No, he's he's four years older than me, I think. Oh. So I I just missed him. He, he was in the class with John Shire. Oh, uh, okay. Is he an NBA age player? guy? Uh, no, he's not. I think he's Woodhouse. Okay. I know Shire's Maple. Right, yes. Because my my gym teacher is really good family friends with his family. Gotcha, Luke's completely yeah. lost in this conversation right now. <laughs> yeah, let's let's uh, yeah wrap that one up. Uh, what else is going on? <laughs> I'm looking up pictures of Sammy Sosa tweet. I I I've been thinking about it. I haven't decided if I want to change my Twitter profile picture because I think it's kind of genius, but it's also kind of stealing Dave's stick. Although not that Dave's stick doesn't need to be stolen. Um, I I just don't know what I'd change it to. I don't I don't feel the need to. And I only say this because it's the reverse Sammy Sosa. Oh, the upside down. Yeah. <laughs> you actually took time to do that. That's funny to me. No, I had, it was uh, like two clicks of the button, of the reverse button on my phone. I was on a bus oh, going right. to Ann Arbor, took a screenshot of Dave's profile picture, rotated it, and then put it up. And this was when we were all making parody accounts of him. <laughs> So that was that was one of the easier brands I had. Yeah, I uh, I've had the same picture for so long. It's Addison Russell on the Solar Socks, and mm-hmm. I feel like if I change it, people just won't know who I am. They just <laughs> they'll just be like, oh yeah, that that was the guy with the Russell picture. Now <laughs> he's the guy just putting out horrible stuff, and we don't know who he is. Someone Bad changed. Content. Yeah, someone changed their um, handle and their picture. And their like tag thing, and I I don't think I know who it is. Although I think I'm kind of figuring it out now, but it's I hate when people do that. Yeah, unless you're trill balling. <laughs> That's he's a good follow. He's he's I think he's my favorite account of all. Uh, yeah. Although That's Gazi's, when people like argue with him. They like get so mad about something he said. When he just puts it out there, just so not serious, just as funny, and people are like, are you kidding? I totally disagree, and here's why. And he just laughs at them. That's <laughs> well, pretty much is, what he does. This is why Iron Gazi's map tweet is the greatest tweet of all time. Have you guys seen this? 
I, I've seen that. I see it pretty much every day. Because for those that don't know, Iron Gazi made a Photoshop of North America. and Or maybe it's just, no, it's just America. And in America, he put all seven continents, including North America. <laughs> and, and he says, like, isn't, like, the America's, like, so big or something like that? And people right. are, like, outraged. Like, America's not that big. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, hilarious. Yeah, we got so uh, sidetracked from baseball. <laughs> Welcome to the off season. Yeah, fair enough. Hopefully, everyone hasn't clicked out of our podcast yet. <laughs> we got close to forty listens at when we with the with the iTunes uh, exception now. Yeah, we had thirty-seven downloads. Wow, I kind of feel bad for people. Okay, I, I did want to ask you guys something, so I'll try to steer this back to baseball. Um, when you guys started discovering, like, some of the more advanced stats and, and why some of the recent stats, you know, don't make a whole lot of sense and why some of them are so flawed, do you find it difficult to hold a baseball conversation to, like, your friends? I, I've had that happen, and... I don't want to sound like pretentious or anything, but I think a lot of people just people told people that RBI is important and the media just made that a thing and pitcher wins are important. But then um, everyone just lived by it and then no one really questioned it. And then, you know, once we started learning about it, it was like, well, those don't make sense. So it's hard. I find it really difficult when my friends are saying, Dick, he didn't even have a hundred RBIs or something. And I, I roll my eyes inside. But I, also, <laughs> I also don't try to like, judge or attacking on because it's like you know obviously more people are more interested than others and uh it's, i was just curious if you guys felt the same way because i know you both um n- know about advanced statistics and um i don't know know which ones you like better and stuff uh def- definitely like um one of my better friends who thinks he knows a lot about baseball doesn't understand shifting so it's kind of hard to um, you know, talk to him about anything. But yeah, he doesn't he, like. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't understand like why he, they do it. He doesn't like it at all. He doesn't know why they do it. Okay. Is it like the extreme shifting, or like bring the corners in, or any of it? No, any shifting. I can see that because in big data baseball, it's about the pirates and how they started shifting. Even the players were like. They look at an individual play, and they and that got through, and it would have been an out had they stayed. And then they judged it off that. It's like, well, it's so it's just hard to see on an individual basis because it, it's a thing that happens over time, you know. So that kind of makes sense. But yeah, I know people are don't like shifting because they see that happen. He also likes wins in RBI, so that's fun. Okay, but goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> One of my really good buddies, I've known him since I was like two. He's um, he's kind of self-aware that he doesn't know it as much about the stats as I do, and he he uses that to his advantage at times. He'll text me and say, "How do I t- how do I tell a Sox fan that their team actually sucks?" I'll be like, "Point out their lineup and 
how much, and I actually will use like RBIs and runs. Although I won't use RBIs, I'll use like what, what do I use? Something a little more advanced than RBIs to show them that they just didn't have any bats or something, and then he'll be like, "Oh yeah, I annihilated him in the argument." So, so there. I mean, there's some articulation of being able to argue, but I've found that knowing the stats is easier. It's easier to debate knowing the stats. I think. Yeah, it makes me feel pretentious sometimes, where it's like I don't want to sound like I don't know, like I'm coming off like like a dick or like I know more than someone, but I also don't want to come off. I don't want to like dumb down and say, yeah, I agree. Like he doesn't have enough RBIs. It's really that middle ground is hard to find because you don't want to like look like a know-it-all, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree. My, uh, my step-grandfather is a huge Sox fan and he says, well, Lester only has eight wins this year. I said, I I said to, I explained to him why pitcher wins suck, etc. He's like, but it doesn't matter. It's all about the win. I said, yes, sure, it's all. It's a matter of the team win, but not the not the actual stat. He's like, yeah, whatever, you're wrong. So <laughs> I I've stopped arguing with him. I like when people say you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I get, it's always true. Yeah, there are some people on Twitter. For instance, well, you'll you'll say this is what I think, and and these are the reasons why, and then they'll just go, no, I, I think you're wrong, and then they don't say anything else. I'm like, and well, and it's not only don't just and, tweet me and, that I'm wrong. <laughs> Tell me yeah, why yeah. why you don't think I'm right. And there's this one guy who I'm not going to say his name because a lot of people like him a lot. He's um, it's not only that you're wrong; it's that I'm always right. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot of those people. I don't. There's no point of calling anyone out, but no. That's. I think that's the thing about baseball and how stats are advancing is people just study it more than others, and so they they're like, yeah, I'm I'm always right, but are kind of closed off to other opinions, even though you know people just have looked at things in a different way. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have one more question from Twitter. It's kind of like playing with a shtick here. Let's see. Let me find the exact quote. So I, here we go. He says, uh, this is David Spellman, who's kind of taken a liking to the podcast and he's been making, he's a investment. He's like, he's a lawyer, but he's interested. He's very heavily involved with the stocks and stuff. So he's been making Dow jokes with, um, as, as, a new podcast comes up, he'll say the the Dow is up on in light of a new Helmet Rub podcast episode being posted. Oh, so I I gotta follow that guy. I don't I've never heard of him. He was um he used to be Albany mediator. He restarted. Um, oh, maybe I do. I don't. I don't know. I'm not on my laptop. But yeah, keep going. Sorry. No, it's all right. Uh, he said. If okay with the shtick, for Thanksgiving, what realistic moves can Cubs make for 2016 that will make you most thankful? I think my answer would be a $13.5 million AEV for three year, with a three-year deal for uh, one Dexter Fowler. 
Yeah. Be a good move. I, I mean, I, it's not going to happen for that cheap, but thirteen and a half to fifteen million range would be. I'd say yes in a second. I'd uh, if if they could trade for Mike Trout, I'd be pretty thankful. <laughs> yeah. He did. He did say realistic. <laughs> oh, he he did say realistic. He okay. did say realistic. All right, scratch that. Uh, Ozuna, uh, he's not really fit, but I just really like him. I don't know if he can stick in center, but there it is. Uh, I I'm just shocked if they trade uh, Elias. I think that's how you pronounce the name. Elliot, whatever. Uh, for Ozuna, then I'm going to be mad that the Cubs didn't trade Hendricks for Ozuna if it's, if he's that cheap. Yeah. But the Marlins, Marlins are funny. Marlins are like, they're like they're not even playing baseball. They're just, <laughs> Loria the Mar- owns a team and he does, he's not sure what, what sport they play. So he's just, I don't know, he's just yelling at his interns, like, what do I do? And they're like, well, just trade them all. I don't know. You don't like any of them anyways. All right. That's pretty much my take on the Marlins. Very smart take. I was just going to make a joke that's been topical on Twitter, but I'm not going to make it because it could come off wrong. So I won't say it. Never mind. Moving on. (laughs) Good teaser. Yeah. It's about the, the racist uncle thing that's been going around. Oh, I haven't seen it, but yeah, probably one to avoid. Yeah. Oh, I'll uh, yeah, no, I agree. Fowler, uh, Fowler would be cool. Um, David Price, obviously. Well, yeah. I I kind of want Zobrist, but I think his number is going to get a little too high. And he's kind of comes with a corresponding move of moving Javier Starlin, so it's hard to wish for on its own. It would have to come with like a... Um, Tyson Ross trade or something like that, but yeah, Luke. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm good with like David Price under 180 million. That'd be that'd be great. sick. Speaking of yeah. David Price, Ken Rosenthal, new report: the Cubs, Cardinals, Dodgers, Giants, and Red Sox have the most interest in free agent David Price. So, the team that was reported to have the most interest and most likely to sign him has now not been reported. They said today that some one report came out today that said the Red Sox were gonna blow everybody out of the water. That's what uh Rosenthal Rosenthal? Rosenthal knows that price value is comfort even more than most players in Boston might not be his ideal fit. That could obviously change if Boston blows him out of the water with an offer, but with the number of teams involved in the bidding, it would be a shock if he doesn't land a contract under the tournament. Main. So Oh yeah, and then right above that it says uh the Red Sox will have the highest offer. Ex- expected to. So that's what. They, but they, again, that's what they said about Lester last year too. Yeah. It's all. It's all BS right now. Imagine how much money they would have if they didn't give Porcello twenty <laughs> a year. <laughs> that was brutal. That didn't make any sense to me. That's just. I guess just. Um, I know the costs are going up for pitchers, but. That was one of those where it's like we we hope this guy is going to be this, but he hasn't shown us this, and we're just going to pay for it anyways. If they had that money back though, they could they could give that they could sign a frontline starter and like a Samarja. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Samarja is going to get less than Porcello got, I think. 
Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at Roto World right now for anything interesting. Wei Yin Chen is aiming for five years, eighty-five million. I think I pass on that one. Yeah, with you, but I bet he gets that. Five years is an awful lot for for him. I think I don't know too. I don't know a ton about him, but I can find out. Numbers are pretty good. Um, he's your he's your typical tie end number three, I think, in my okay. opinion. Who can play to a two sometimes uh, if you want to get like specific with pitcher tiers and stuff. But he's a he's a good pitcher and he's sturdy. He threw almost 200 innings last year, so he's got a durable arm. 7.2 K9, 3.34 ERA. Although again, ERA it's kind of eh. Uh, FIP 4.16, so not amazing. Although Camden kind of plays small, doesn't it? It's Chen. Chen's one of those guys that consistently outperforms his FIP, right? I couldn't tell you. Um, Is his ERA way lower than his FIP? Like every year he's pitched. Uh, let's see. I'm not yeah, I'm not in front of my computer, but it seems like he's one of those. I didn't get Cranky's like the same way. Um. Yeah. Uh. 2014. It was like. What's that? Uh. 0.25 difference. And then this year it was almost 80 point. Uh. 0.8. So yeah, 80 points I guess. So yeah, that yeah. Between the area and FIP. So yeah, a three war guy. I don't see that being an $85 million five-year pitcher, but like you said, he'll probably get it in this day's market. Yeah, and he's just a guy who gets, he knows how to get get guys out. Yeah. Those guys seem to age well. Doesn't look like he has many home runs. Um, so he's decent. He's Like you said, high-end three, but I don't think much more than that. Yeah, I don't, think he makes, I don't think he makes too much sense for the Cubs if they're going to go a high-end three or a two. I mean, I would pay Zimmerman, even though Zimmerman's going to get more. Probably yeah. be more comfortable with that, though. Hmm. Did you guys... It's completely off-topic. Did you guys start watching Jessica Jones? No. I, I did, actually. I watched episode one last night. It's dark. Yeah, it's creepy. That, that's some dark stuff. Yeah, I, I'm gonna pick it up. I gotta finish. I'm I'm going to a party tonight. Woo! Bunch of Jews nice. get to, <laughs> bunch of Jews get together in a synagogue, and we we have a rave for two hours. Remember when Tro- Trevor Rosenthal got a sixth-place MVP vote? <laughs> oh, I try to forget that. I'd never MVP want vote to forget that. It's just the greatest thing I've ever seen. All right, All right. guys, I, I got to take off in a little. Okay, so, yeah, I guess we'll just wrap up late. There's not... You can tell there's not loads to talk about. Um... My goal for this week was to make the conclusion short. So I guess this concludes episode four. Um, We'll be back next week at some point. I don't know, probably 
Monday or Monday or Wednesday. Although it looks like Wednesdays are working out better. Um, probably with a guest. Um, Mike didn't work out for this week. Um, so I guess that'll wrap it up. Um, hopefully we'll come back and have some news to talk about. All right. See, talk to you guys later. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.